episode 67, and welcome to the Bench is Clear podcast, where we cover the best rivalry in all of sports. I'm Tyler Coe, and I represent the 2020 World Series champion Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> I just had to throw it in there, no we're not in first up. place. Since we're not in first place, I had to throw it out there. And I'm Jesse Gutierrez, and I represent the side of the first place team in the NL West, the San Francisco Giants. Um... We're not going to talk much about the Giants today, uh, but I mean, maybe we will. Who knows? Who knows what we might get into? But we do have a very special episode today, Tyler. Yes, we have a very special guest. Uh, Dodger fans are going to be super excited. Giant fans, probably not so much, but you're still going to want to I'm still excited. I'm still excited. One of the key pieces of the Dodger-Giants rivalry in the history of this rivalry. Yeah. I mean, even even if like you're a Giants fan, like you you have to respect you know uh, legends and, and and what what they have done. But not only that, after they retire and they're not currently killing your team, you can kind of appreciate things and and you know um, nerd out about baseball with anybody. So yeah, absolutely. When when this man came in, when that song came over the loudspeakers, the Giants knew that it was game over. Today we have the 2003 Cy Young Award winner. Eric Gagne. And now, welcome to the podcast, famous Dodger closer, Eric Gagne. Eric, thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So just just jumping in, you know, we all know you hold the Major League record with 84 consecutive saves spanning from 2002 to 2004. During that historic span, when did you kind of first figure out that your stuff was elite? You know, going from 55 saves, 55 out of 55 in 2003. When did you know that, you know, you Basically had to bringing stuff. me and my family a lot of pain. During- yeah. <laughs> Trust me. I feel it. You know, that's the funny <laughs> thing is, well, before we get into, into that question, I'm going to get to why I took that podcast. I think that's a great idea. You guys have, you know, good two, two humongous rivalry. And you know what? Everybody asked me after, after my career was over, I'm like, hey, what do you miss the most? These things like that. I miss the rivalry. I miss going to San mm. Fran getting booed. I miss playing against <laughs> Barry at Dodger Stadium and facing like, – we try to, you know, we try to pitch around him. Every time we pitch one ball over the plate, he crushed it. So I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, <laughs> I think that's cool. That's a really cool concept. I appreciate I really, that, man. That's Thank really you. That's really cool. Yeah, that's why I want to be part of this. Yeah, I never – you know, the crazy thing when I became – I was a starter. I became a closer – you know, I wasn't very successful as a starter. I knew, you know, I'm a hockey player. I like to go very all out, all out 100% effort. And I think when I became a closer, that really fit my personality a lot better. And I think that's mm-hmm. when my stuff came out a lot more. And, of course, pitching one inning, it's all that easier than going six, seven innings or trying to pace yourself. And I was able to go out. My body, I think, my body responds better under pressure. I think it's, you know, a short spurt. I think I'm better that way. And I think – it fit perfectly. I mean, Jeff Shaw just retired. I mean, there's an open spot in the bullpen and there's yeah. basically a you know, bullpen by committee early. And we had a lot of good guys. I mean, a lot of good veterans, a lot of really good mix of players. So, you know, I didn't really realize right away it was going to be, you know, I got elite stuff. I knew I had really a lot better stuff as a reliever because just source spread, I threw harder. My stuff was a little bit sharper. I didn't have to use three pitches because I didn't like my curveball that much. I knew, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a very different pitch and all my, my fastball changeup, but I didn't really have the full control of it all the time. So to me, I had to really pick my spot as a starter is a lot harder. So the elite stuff I think came out after when, you know, when I came, became a reliever, I think it's probably the last three weeks of spring training, I was throwing a lot harder. I felt a lot better in short spurt. 
And, you know, they say, you know, I will try in the bullpen. I really wanted to be in the bullpen. I asked Jim Tracy and all the, all the coaching staff to be in the bullpen. So to me, it was, you know, it just fit my personality, fit my body. And it just, it was just perfect. The right time. I think I was the right place at the right time. Yeah. So, so speaking of the elite stuff, who, how did you develop the Brian Jordan dubbed Bugs Bunny changeup, or what we now know as the the Vulcan change, or some even say a screwball, but we'll we'll stick with the Bugs Bunny changeup. How did how did that develop? Well, it's pretty funny that you say a screwball because I think if you think about it, I, when I was in a ball, I remember seeing Pedro Martinez on the sideline, and he had really long fingers, and he's really whippy with his hand. Mm-hmm. And I came really when I got hurt in '95 or '96 when I signed with the Dodgers. My first year, I got hurt in A-ball, and I really had to come up with some different. I had to come up with a pitch, and the changeup was the one pitch that really didn't change my delivery. And Edwin Correa was a coach in A-ball. He was a, he was a, I think he was in the big leagues at 18 years old. He was my coach in A-ball, and he's a really good, really, really good coach. He taught me to change up, you know, and then I, I tried to imitate a little bit Pedro Martinez when he pitched in Montreal, and, you know, that was my pitch, and I was trying to really come up with something different. I, the only difference, I think, is for me as I was splitting my finger a little more. So it was almost like a split finger with the two mm. fingers right here. Not quite a split, but it was more like a fork ball with the two middle fingers. And mm. to me, it was just throw as hard as you can, really loose wrist, and just let her rip. And, you know, that became my pitch because I think it really looked like my fastball. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, it's funny how you call it a screwball because I really know I saw you – know, I'm a huge fan of uh, Fernando, of course. And when mm-hmm. I, you watch Fernando pitch, that's kind of what he threw. He had a little bit of weird screwball. You know, it's a sinker ball, but he was really pronating his, his uh, left arm. And I think that's kind of where I got this, you know, like watching him, watching Pedro, just kind of get the stay on top of the ball. And they used to teach be under. And for me, it was just stay on top. And it was actually the opposite of what they're trying to say. <laughs> so to me, I, I just got it there. Edwin Correa showed me an A ball. And then I just try to copy Pedro Martinez. And it's a little bit of, uh, you know, like you said, a little bit of a screwball movement type of right it's a little bit mm. of a mishmash of a, a bunch of different pitches exactly but it, obviously, it, it obviously worked out yeah it was my body i mean everybody's got their yeah. body different, different fingers and everything we're all huge on data right now but i think it just fit my finger and it threw as hard as i could and just had really good result with it yeah so so during that time during the years being the dodgers closer you know there was a few i mean there were so many iconic things you know the the glasses were iconic the the walk-in song was iconic. The the game over slogan was iconic. Who came up with the game over slogan? Because I I mean I remember that being you know on the t-shirts with the beard. It, it would be was on the actually you know what it was actually a our clubby, and he was a clubby. He was actually a bad boy way back when he became a clubby. I'm not gonna say his name, but is you know, he's an artist. He's one of those guys that had all the bobbleheads you can ever think of, all the balls. He drew mm-hmm. a ball for me. He was a great artist. And he just came up with a, I don't know what he called that, the game over face, whatever you call it, a hologram or whatever you want to call it. So mm-hmm. he came up, he came up with it and he gave it to the front office. The front office ran with it. And back in the days, I think it was, I want to say, was it Fox that owned us? I think Fox and Daily yeah. are really big mm-hmm. on entertainment. So they really, really went with it. And the music, it's funny because everybody asked me, you know, welcome to the jungle. Where did that come from? Well, that was in Montreal when they had a huge riot in Montreal with the Metallica. And I picked that. I was I had the same song as a starter. I mean, no one never noticed, but that was yeah, exactly right. the same song I had as a starter. So yeah. I think it's just, uh, it was our clubby. Our clubby came up with it. And, uh, you know, now he's still with the Dodgers. He's been there for, I don't know, probably 40 years. And he's one of the, Jeez, he's wow. one of the guys that no one talks about. And uh, he's been there forever. He's seen everything. And 
it's you know it's pretty cool because he came up with it and uh, they just ran with it it was pretty cool yeah and you know, i know we just talked about you know a closer being the closer kind of fit your your personality better i mean is it that big a difference for you coming out of the bullpen in the ninth knowing you have to protect the lead then going through the starting routine a couple hours before game time i mean that energy does it make that big a difference for you I think it's more management. I think if you're, if I would have been older as a starter, I think I would have gotten a lot better. I think I would have understand my role better. I would have really managed my emotions and my, my, my mental approach to the game very differently. As a closer, I had just to be, I was a hockey player. So I just did the exact same thing as I knew as a hockey player, just go out, right. give everything you got and get out. And to me, that was kind of my mentality. That's why I think I say it fit better in my personality. But I think if I would have became, you know, and I would have been now, I think as a starter, I would do a lot better because mentally I'm a lot older. I'm a lot yeah, wiser right. and I know my body sure. a little bit better. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But, uh, well, I want to say wiser. Let's just wiser than I used to be. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so it's, a, you know, I think it would have been a little bit different, but I th- it is a big difference. I mean, coming as a reliever, it's all emotional. You're going out there, you give everything you got, and you really, you're in a situation where you're just trying to get out. It's, that's all it is. You're not trying to set up the hitter for the next at bat. You're not trying to go too much into the data or to this or that. You're going to feel an emotion and really how – how are you going to get an out right now? That's really all you're trying to do. And how are you trying to preserve that victory we're supposed to have? So that's all I cared about. It wasn't really a save in my mind. It was more of a preserve a victory. And, you know, that's why I took pride in it. It was a victory. It was a game. It was a team. It was a team stats. Yeah, definitely. So everyone, everyone should be pretty aware. I, I'll say all of our listeners are pretty aware of the, the famous Barry Bonds at bat, you know, with the deal you guys had made in Japan, I believe it was. Um, so besides that, what is your, what is your favorite Giants Dodger rivalry moment that you were a part of? My favorite, I mean, there's not really one favorite. I think when I, the first time I've ever been to Dodgers there too, I'm sorry, to Candlestick Park back in the mm-hmm. days. And I, I actually pitched in the last, the last game of the stadium was the Dodgers. And I remember the coolest thing I think was when Tommy Lasorda gave a speech at Candlestick. And it was a great speech. And Tommy and the Giants mm-hmm. hate each other. You know, we are we're raised to hate orange. You know, it's just kind of yeah. you know, blue hates orange. Absolutely. It's just the way it is, and it doesn't. There's no way around it. And I mm-hmm. remember watching movies when we were rained rained out of spring training, and it was all about you know we want to win the World Series, but we got to be the Giants. We got to win the World, but we got to be the Giants. And I think it's <laughs> it came from there. And then, and I think the big the coolest moment I've ever seen was basically when Tommy Lasorda gave a speech. At Candlestick, the last day at Candlestick Park, and I remember I still have the ball, and he got booed off the field, but and he was happy, you know, it was yeah. grateful because he knew he knew what he was getting into. But just for him right. to get on that stage, and he knew he was just saying, you know, thanks for the, you know, I can't remember exactly the speech, but it was pretty cool to see that he was out there just not caring so much, but he understood that the Dodgers and the Giants are, it's almost like one, you know, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, as much as right. we hate ourselves, hate each other. Yeah. on the field it's like it's still it's like we live off each other and it's pretty cool because it's right. like it's a huge rivalry and when i saw that i thought i was i'm like as my first i think it was my first or second year in the big leagues i wasn't really in the big leagues so it's mm-hmm. pretty cool to see the rivalry that i've <laughs> learned when i was a young player to see live and see Tommy Lasorda was a legend getting booed that was pretty cool <laughs> yeah and I mean, be- you experienced that stuff even like in the stands 
I can't go, you know, I, I know mm -hmm. that if I go down and get a Dodger dog or whatever, and I go <laughs> back up, I'm getting booed the entire, the entire time I walk up the walk. Oh up yeah. To you better watch your Dodger bleachers. dog. You're damn right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're damn right. You're getting booed. It's fun. You know, <laughs> I, I love it. It's going to be yeah. Yeah. Drop it on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially growing up and sitting in the left field pavilion when Barry oh, yeah. was playing left field. I mean, you're getting booed mercilessly. And that's the way oh, it yeah. should be. And that's the way it always mm -hmm. will be. And, I, and with, for, I think I think that's what makes it so special. I mean, I understand, you know, it sucks to get booed. And I don't, we want to keep the rivalry friendly. But still, like, mm. it's not exactly. It's, right. I think it's more right. like you go back and forth. Back, and that's what baseball beauty is all about. I mean, I remember right. when I was young. I was in Quebec, Montreal, Canadian. I'm a Canadian fan. My whole family, my mom is from Quebec City. I mean, it was red Montreal and blue. We drink different beers. If you drink a <laughs> Molson, you're a Canadian fan. Or Labatt, you're a Quebec fan. And it yeah. was that way. And then my family was all from Quebec and I was born in Montreal. So I was a Montreal Canadian fan. So it's pretty, it's pretty intense, but that's exactly what it feels like to be a giant in the Dodger rivalry, which is, it's so cool. Cause I know what they talk about all rivals and everything. I mean, this rivalry goes back to New York. I mean, it goes back a yeah. long, long way and it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. And it, it kind of steamrolls into our next question, which I already think I know the answer, but you were, yeah. You were a member of the 2007 Boston Red Sox, so you were a part of that rivalry. So you've been a part of the two biggest rivalries in baseball. Which do you prefer? And I think I know the answer, but uh, I just want to <laughs> Well, I, I know exactly what I should answer, and it's yeah. the truth. <laughs> in my opinion, it's 100% adoption. I mean, I was bred to be – you know, to beat up on the, on, you know, on the giants. That's just how it is. I was, I went to I actually went, the funny thing is when I was with the Rangers, I had a no trade clause for, I can't remember how many teams or whatever, but the, the, the Red Sox was one of the team I wanted to be part of. Cause I want to be part first. I want to win the world series. I thought it was exactly what it represented. Like it was a little bit more like me, a blue collar team and blue collar city. And I felt like it was, right. you know, it was, I felt like I would fit in. I knew Alex score. I knew all the guys that had big puppies. So I felt like I'd fit in in that team. And uh, I got traded there and I felt that rivalry and, you know, I didn't do very well over there. I got booed a lot. So I got, you know, I, <laughs> but you got, I got the ring. That's got, all that matters. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> that's all I care about right now. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it, but it was really cool because I've been part of the best rivalries you can think in baseball. It the Dodgers and the Giants and the Red Sox mm -hmm. and the Yankees. I mean, not a lot of people can say that. And I yeah, think yeah. it's pretty cool. And I've been too part of two of the greatest organizations in sport. I won the World Series, and I wish I would have had a blue World Series with yeah. the Dodgers, but me you too. Know, maybe later on, maybe later <laughs> yeah. on, I'll get some piece of it somehow. <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean, and you were in such a, and in the eras that you were in, you know, Barry Bonds and the Giants, and then Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez of the Yankees. I mean, those are two of the biggest eras in both those teams' yeah. histories. So, I mean, you might be the only guy that has that kind of perspective on those rivalries, which is super neat. I don't know. It's, it's just cool. I mean, you see those, they got Pebble Bond was my closer when I came from the Rangers. And I mean, I've, I've played in so many good teams. I mean, I was lucky. I had a really good career. A lot of people like to look at it. I was able to win a World Series. I know I didn't do good over there, but that was so cool to just mm, basically, yeah. you know, I was getting booed at a World Series parade, which is hard. But right, I came right. up with a Yankee shirt and it said Yankee suck on it. So I would put that up. And the booze yeah. just turned into cheer. Exactly. Yeah. I became a hero over and I just say Yankee suck. Was yeah, like, right. right. <laughs> no, it, it's really Still cool to be pleasure. part of those because I think, you know, that's what drives the, the fans. I mean, that's what brings the fans to 
to the stadium. Yeah, the teams and the players, the rivalries and all that cool stuff that comes with baseball and sports. I think it's that's what it's all about. Yeah, definitely. Um, kind of shifting gears here real quick. You know, we all it's been well documented this season. Major League Baseball is facing somewhat of a controversy with the foreign substances. And I, I, I've seen your opinion about it before the season started. But has your opinion changed at all, knowing that, you know, guys aren't just using sunscreen and rosin. They're not just using pine tar. They're using Pelican Grip and Spider Tack, which is used for lifting Atlas stones, you know, using <laughs> stuff that's a little bit more, more crazy and a little bit more sticky than just pine tar. Have your opinions changed on that at all, or is it still kind of the same? You know what? I think, to be honest, I don't really know what they're using. I've never had to use it. I like the gum. When we go to when we go to uh, Colorado, it's very hard. San Francisco, you don't need it. It's super humid, so you don't need it there for me on my changeup. Mm-hmm. But I understand why they use it. The thing is, and you got to understand, they want spin rate. They want all that stuff. They want all that. Da, da, da. It looks good on TV. And when they show that spin rate and everything else, they they, they they value spin rate. So, I mean, all they need to do is very simple. Make sure the balls are tacky enough. Make sure control the balls the balls are under control for the pitchers. If they're too slickery, where I think they've been a lot different. I've been to spring training and the ball field a little different. <laughs> so they just need right. to make the ball feel the same. Make sure that the ball the balls are under control. There, there's rosin behind the mound. There is rosin right there. Why don't they make yeah. a little some substance that everybody agrees with? Hey, Right. All we're trying to do right. is we're trying to control the ball so it doesn't hit you in the face or this or that. So I understand you don't want to have like a ball that just sticks to your finger. That's crazy. I mean, we yeah. all understand yeah, that's really crazy that's like catching on, yeah. on both ways. I mean, it's dangerous. It's dangerous not just because it goes harder yeah. because it doesn't always – because last year or two years ago, I was a pitching coach in uh, Nashville, and I would I would try out their stuff. I'm like, I don't understand. And if it's too sticky and you're in the humidity, you can't feel the ball. So there's yeah. there, there's two ways to this. There's a way to say, I understand you want more spin rate, but it's more for the breaking ball, I think. I think it's more mm. for that. I understand that. And I get why the guys would want it. And if the balls are super slippery and the balls are not rubbed the right way, you throw those balls away. The umpires get mad at you. They don't call those strikes. So there's got to be a, a certain way. Just sit down talk about it. Understand, hey, the guys are trying to get a better grip, which is very normal. If you have yeah, a bat yeah, and you right. go out there, you're not allowed batting gloves. You're not allowed – uh whatever it is you know it's not about the hitters or the pitchers. Right. it's about doing what's right for the game the best of the yeah. game and that right now it's just it's 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 such a it, i think it's stupid i think it's a small detail and all yeah. the guys are trying to do is trying to get a better grip on the ball and the balls are probably more slick than they used to be they're not probably they are more slick <laughs> and they're not robbed the yeah. right way so there's got to be something to do just it's pretty great at a game. Let's just get together. And so it's something that yeah. all the pitchers yeah. agree. Hey, let's get better grip. Let's make sure we don't hurt anybody. It's all about getting mm-hmm. the game in the best place. Let's do that. I mean, yeah. I think it's simple. I think it's understandable that now, I don't know why it's coming out now, but it's been around forever. Yeah. That's right. kind of, that's the strange <clears throat> part about it, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. And that's, that's when they of, said they were going to, they were just going to, you know, get information and, and, and figure it out. And then all of a sudden mid season, they're like, now we're going to start handing them suspensions matter. and start suspending yeah. minor league players. I know suspending. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. well, you know, I, I don't really understand what they're trying to do. And I don't think anybody does. I right. think all they need is, Hey, we're trying to make the game better. We're trying to make sure right. our game, our, our players are safe player safety let's all sit together and figure something out very simple yeah, nice. hey, it could be it could be where the balls are tackier because two or three years ago they got balls that was a lot uh i think it was japanese ball i think they're talking about there's a little mm. more something on it it was a little different 
but the balls are tackier. You don't need anything if you have that. Or mm. make a little substance that if you need it, yeah, you, you want it, on. you can use right. it somehow, yeah. like a rosin. There's a yeah. reason why the rosin is there. Right? Yeah. Everybody knows why the rosin needed. is there. Right. Yeah. yeah. I feel, uh, I feel like the, the easiest way would just be, you know, pine tar is, you know, it's a substance that's already on the field. If someone has pine tar in their glove, on their belt, or, you know, at that point, they wouldn't even really need to hide it. Pine tar is not going to give you that huge uptick in RPM, and it is going to give you enough tack to make sure your ball's not slipping at a hundred miles an hour towards some guy's head. You know, it just seems like kind of the easy solution, but now it's, you know, it's become so convoluted. Now it's just going to be so blown out of proportion and become this huge issue. So I think, I mean, I think they'll figure it out. I mean, it's not that big. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think, you know, it sucks that guys are being singled out. That's yeah, really sucks. Right. I think it's not, it shouldn't be that way. And I think, and I think those guys have been singled out. They don't know what to say because they don't you know. It's just got to be take care of it. Just to make sure you understand, hey, this is something that we're trying to make the game better. That's very simple. Right. And if there's a substance or something and whatever it is that we can use to help everybody not get hurt. That's very simple. Yeah. yeah. yeah and I, I think if it's, if it's good, you know, if it's done to control the batting average or control, we have more runs, that's not the right way to do it. We yeah. need to do it because we're on player safety. Very simple. Exactly. Yeah. We do this thing at the end of our interviews. We like to call them softball questions. They're basically like rapid fire. Time. I got time. Go for it. I got time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's hit it. All right. If you could face any hitter currently in the big leagues, who would it be? Who would I like to face? I would love to face mm-hmm. Trout just to see if I could get him out. Mm-hmm. No, not with my stuff today. My stuff back Yeah, today. exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Of course. We're talking, we're talking see- elite. Peak Eric on yeah, stuff. Yeah, we, we didn't talk about the berries of bad, but I think that's why I liked it so much because I got beat by the best in the world and the best I ever walked the face on the earth, I think. And that's, mm-hmm. I think to me, it was the best time of my life. You know, we didn't want to talk about that, but I think a guy right now, the best player on, on you know, Otani is a different breed. I mean, I don't even want to oh, talk yeah. about it because it's just a different <laughs> cat. I mean, to do that stuff, it's different. Yeah, but I right. think just to face a hitter facing, like to face the base hitter, I think, probably be facing trout a guy like that and you know just to see what it's like where where does he have holes and how can i get him out that's a great challenge yeah Yeah. absolutely all right i know you're a huge canadians fan do you think your hometown montreal canadian fan or canadian team has what it takes to beat the las vegas golden knights to go to the stand i'm not going to answer that question because i'm not going to jinx them Okay. I'm not gonna answer all right. that question at all. I'm not even going to. I'm gonna be watching every game, every minute of it That's, because I'm so happy. I'm so happy they're doing good because they nobody expected it, and they're a great team. And I think it's it's you know, and especially Montreal, they need it right now. It's fun to watch. I need it. It's gonna be fun to watch them against Vegas Knights, and you know, I hope they win the world, the, the, the Stanley Cup. And I think it's you know the. It's gonna be. It's been a long time. It's one of the best. Yeah. Fr- it's the best franchise I think in sports. Them and the Yankees. And I think you're the two best friends that you can ever talk about. I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with. And I think uh, it'll be a great time if they could. Yeah. Even though their last Stanley Cup appearance was beating the Los Angeles Kings, that we was all when know I was like exactly two years old. when it was. <laughs> yeah. I was only two years old. So I'm not too upset about it. And I am rooting for Tyler Toffoli. I would love to see him win another yeah. cup. So, and it makes it easy because of how they redid the divisions this year. I get a root for an Eastern Conference team in the Western Conference Finals, and I hate the Knights. So this is this is an easy one for me. So I'm hoping they can pull it out, but you know we'll see. Speaking of Montreal, do you think Montreal will ever get a major league team, whether it be expansion or I know we've talked. You know, there's been talk about 
the Tampa Bay Rays possibly playing half their games in Montreal. Do you think that'll happen? And do you think Montreal is, is the right market for a new MLB expansion team? I think, I think they deserve a second chance. I really do. I think it's, you know, now with the different market, the way that baseball makes money now, it's totally different. It used to be, it's buried on the land. It's totally changed. I think they deserve a second chance. I think there's a lot of fans. There's so much history with Jackie Robinson being from, uh, I played in Montreal. We got, Mm -hmm. you know, the Montreal, just there's so much history. Baseball is loved in Montreal. I think it has to have the right team, has to have the right recipe, the right front, the right owners, the right front office. But I think they will. I really believe they will. I think okay. they deserve a second chance. It would be it would be interesting to see. That's for sure. We and can I, all three I go like, in on it right now, and we can just you know own a team. Well, I, I like the idea. There you go. <laughs> I like the idea of them getting an expansion team. I think it would be better for them to basically start from scratch instead of you know whatever the Rays were playing on playing half the games there. I. I think it would be yeah. best to see them just get a new team and start fresh. I think that would be the way. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I, I think you know. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I think really that'd be kind of cool to see the Montreal Expos back. And he, I mean, if you play against ALE, so be kind of cool. I mean, you talk about the Yankees, talk about the rivalry with Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, that would be kind of cool. I would love to see it. I mean, there's yeah. a lot. I'm a I'm a Expo fan, so I mean, I'm I'm not the right guy to ask. I'm going to say yes, they will, and they should, and they they, yeah. you know, they should have never left. So. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> All right. Regardless of sport, who's your favorite athlete currently? Any sport, who's your favorite athlete at the moment? Currently, it's Shohei Otani. It's so impressive what he does. I mean, we talked a little bit about it. I mean, I don't understand how you can be such a good athlete. I don't get it because I I thought I was a good hitter. I thought I was a good hockey player. I thought (laughs) I was a lot of things. And I just became a closer for one inning. I couldn't even be yeah, a right. starter. <laughs> and that guy's a starter. He hits bombs. And you say, I'm pretty sure he's a good hockey player, too. So I don't like him. I just admire him. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, I mean, it's crazy. Because I remember growing up thinking guys like like Darren Dreyfer being like, that guy can hit yeah, the, yeah, for a pitcher. Exactly. And now it's like da, yeah, Shohei Otani. Like, like, oh, that guy can hit baby. for a hitter. Yeah. He could be a pinch hitter. Like Double D could be a pinch hitter. He was a hurt. And he was coming back from the time. He was like, Drive could be a pinch hitter. Like, man, that guy right. is a number four hitter, DH. He plays out, I mean, whatever. He's, he'll play everywhere. He'll be an all-star at every position. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's kind of cool. It's like everybody talks about baseball going back, you know, bad, you know, da, da, da. I'm like, there's so much talent right now in this game. It's absolutely oh, yeah. ridiculous. And if people don't really enjoy what they're watching right now, I mean, I don't understand what they're looking at because it's really yeah. cool to watch. It's a really, yeah. really fun fun game to watch i mean it's more exciting than ever you got those kids coming out just pimping everything you know there's yeah. kids that, like don't know what they're doing half the time but it's pretty funny to see right? yeah He's like <laughs> as an old guy you're like man i would not ever like that guy's gonna get hit in the kneecap yeah right. Back, right but it's fun to watch it's exactly what it should be because it's entertainment it's fun it's like the fans get involved in it and they get they get in love with those players instead of just the team. You know, it's fun to see right. team. You know, you fall in love with a team, you got to fall in love with two or three, four, five players. That's how you really grow your brand, and that's how you really grow your 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 fan base. And I think it's it, now it's a really good time to see the game, watch the game because there's a lot of yeah. young elite stars. Yeah, who would I you mean, want to pick the home run off of? That's that's because it seems oh, like you really oh want God. you really want to throw a bat. So I, oh, yeah. I really want to know who you want to get. Who would I pimp it off of? Uh, uh, let's see. Who this thing's 500 feet. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would pimp it. I would, what I would do, I, would, I don't know what I would do. I would probably dance a little bit. That's what I was talking about. Like, <laughs> you should, you know what? You should have an option where you can trot your home run, 
or whatever speed like what's the average speed of a homer what eight like 25 seconds 20 seconds yeah. around the bases whatever it is so you know what you got 15 seconds we got to speed up the game 15 seconds do a dance and just dedicate that dance to a fan. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't have to run. That way, that, that way, no one's missing first. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, so now, now my, yeah. My, my thing is not working anymore because guys missed first base on purpose. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to go back. You got time. You got the whole right, right. Like an hour. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why baseball is the best. You know that happened the other day. I don't think I've yeah. ever seen that. You can just watch exactly. a game on any given day and see something that hasn't yep. happened in 150 years. Eric Sogai dove over a base. Like he was sliding into first base. He beat it, but he do- he went over. Like his <laughs> hands went over the base and was out. Like he would have been safe if he would touch it with his hands, but he went over it and touched it with his foot on his way back. It was it's insane. Yeah. And, well, yeah. yeah Baseball is beautiful, state. man. Every, you watch yeah. a game now. You have a chance to watch every single game to every day. Like I'm actually watching – three or four games at a time, you can talk about, hey, who's going to get an right. out here and there? Yeah. It's so much fun. I mean, it's uh, if it's not just talk about the game only, because the game, if you really sit there, not everybody's attracted to a slow game like this, but there's so many stories. I remember Vin Scully talking about the, everybody's – it was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it was so cool to really, really get into the game, like into uh, the granular level. You're talking about, like, not just – Aragonia getting a strikeout, but Aragonia trying to get a strikeout. Aragonia facing this guy, the story behind it, the very boss. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's what makes baseball interesting. I mean, we're trying to change all the rules just to get better guys, better narrators. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. it's not about baseball the right way. That's it. I mean, there's so much happening. Right. Between, you have so much time to tell a story between each pitches, just get interesting people yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. yeah and that's, and even, it seems like a lot of like these announcers sometimes too, like that, like, are kind of part of the older generation and like, they just like hate what's going on with baseball right now. And they're just mad. Like we never seen the hit. We, when's the last time you seen the hit and run, which, you know, it's what we grew up with and, and, and it's, and it's, it's true, cool, but and it's like, it is true. They're not wrong. But at the same time, it's like, how many times can you say it? Like, I like yeah. conversations like this where we are obviously in love with the game. We're in love with what we're watching. Yeah. Would it be yeah. cool to see a hit and run? Would it be cool to, you know, see these things that we used to see? Yes. But at the same time, this is pretty cool too. Yeah, there's a lot of different things happening. In baseball, it's like it's, it's a chess game. I mean, there's a lot of things happening. Yeah. What, what I'm trying to do, when I, the way I'm trying to get an out this year would be very different than 10 years ago. So, right. I mean, and that's how it should be all the time. Like, because I'm making an adjustment, hitters are making an adjustment. Everybody should make an adjustment, not just us <laughs> on the field. I mean, uh, announcers right. and everybody else. I know, yeah. you know, it takes your time and it, you got to go baby steps. I think it, the game is on a great, great path. I think the game is so. It's a great game. It's beautiful. It's just a, it's a slow game that really you can talk about, you can explain to the fans, can really get into really all the details of the granular level, the details of the game. It's beautiful. But oh, if yes. you don't know what you're talking about, you don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> well, it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> right. well, even, like, boring. even like today, you know, I tuned into the Mets game, not only because they're playing the Padres, but just to watch Jacob DeGrom pitch. I mean, yeah, we're exactly. saying that's what I was watching right here. That's why I'm excited. Mm. That's uh, that's the reason why I gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's exactly no, but that's that's what it's all about. Like, you see these guys pitch goes 100 miles, 101 mile on the on the black on the outside on the righty down and away. He can do this all day, and it's like it's just beautiful to it's watch. I mean, this is art. Yeah. Like it's an artist just painting corners. It's like pop, pop, right pop, all day, and it's yeah. fun to watch. And you know, I think it's important to have. Those moments, I understand how hard it is to throw that fastball. Not that it's 105, but that's it on, on the black, and it just keeps repeating. It's like throwing darts. I mean, that's hard to do. And this that's is right. what m- people are missing. It's not that easy to do. And I think that's what mm. attracts people is how hard, how rare it is to be able to see a guy like DeGrom. 
You're not going to see that. I have never seen anybody do that, like someone that does something like that. I mean, I, it's the best picture I've ever seen in my life, I think. Yeah. Wow. Well, that, that answers I mean, the next question was, who do you think is the best current pitcher in baseball? We all kind of knew the I mean, answer. I mean, <laughs> I have never seen anything like it, and I don't care what anybody says. I don't care about – I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to say Roger Clemens got seven Cy Young. And, I mean, right, I've never right. watched him day, day to day. That's I'm not going to say because I, I haven't really had a chance to see because now we can watch 15 games in a row, and then you have all the screens and everything. You have so much – input in it that's easy but right. you know seven scions i mean randy johnson watch randy johnson pitch a guy like kurt schilling kurt schilling wasn't on the guy was just darting on the corner outside outside inside inside right, I mean, this right. was just art i mean you see these guys just paint you know it's pretty fun that's why we call them painting these artists you know yeah. i think that's why right. you saw watch the ground pitch this guy is just an artist you, you watch him you're like <laughs> he could do anything he wants you just go i yeah. saw him pitch five sliders in a row to i think it was myers and it's about fathers i'm like Mm-hmm. He could have thrown five fastballs in a row. He still had no chance. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah. the thought about just doing it. It's beautiful. It's fun. And he can hit. He can hit too. How about I mean, that? <laughs> he had two <laughs> ribbies today. I mean, he can hit. Yeah. Um, He's going to be more two... RBIs than uh, runs given this year. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> that ERA is going to be, uh, that, that that ERA is gonna be absurd at the end of the year. Yeah. ERA right. versus uh, batting average. I've never heard yeah. We got to figure that out. Batting average versus ERA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's his batting average right now? Oh, it's yeah, I think it's like See? 375. What? Yeah. I mean, really? I, I can so pull you it up think right here. you think his batting average will be better than his ER? Let's say like give him like a 50 point over the batting average. He's at three or whatever. Is he gonna be better than <sighs> I, that's I mean, a tough one? Right now his ERA is I mean, he can give up a five spot. He's batting his average is he's batting 400. He can give up a grand slam on a one bad slider and his ERA goes up to like one and a half. Yeah. But yeah. he, as of Not right hitting. now, he is batting 400. His ERA is 0. 0.56. Yeah. So with so that, think with, that 50. I think pushing, he might be under 400 given up. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say. Right. But I mean, I you forget that he was a shortstop in college. I yeah. Mean, he I mean, is a college. Hitter. I mean, we're talking about big leagues. I mean, it's hard in the big leagues. I, I know, but it's just like, I understand the hitters who complain about pine tar. I understand why they complain because it's hard. It is right. hard. Huh? That 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 hardest thing to do in, in sports. It's like a right. little. I got a home run I talk about, but I mean, my first at bat. I, I don't know if that was my first at bat. I remember facing Carlos Zambrano, and that guy was ridiculous. And he was throwing ninety eight sinkers. A ball was. My like, ball looked like so small. I'm like, who who hits that? I mean, it's right. not that it's hard. It's hard, and it moves. So Do you just, just go up there with a the mentality of like I'm just going to throw the bat out there and hope? Something I don't care happens. about your mentality. You can't see the ball. It's like it doesn't matter. Like, well, no, I'm saying I'm saying bat, you. <laughs> I'm saying you personally. When you were going out to the plate, was yeah. your mentality just throw the bat out there and hope something happens? Yeah, I mean, I thought I was a good hitter, but I'm like, man, you got to shorten it up, put the put down, let's go, because it was right. sad. It was coming fast. Right. I mean, I was I was a third baseman on the national team. I faced 90, 92 miles an hour, but. I didn't face 96 with sink and then a mm. slider, you know, just to just wipe out slider. I've never seen that. I was like, wow, this right. is impressive. I'm like, I don't need to be that good on the mound. I'm like, I want to hit. That's why I think that's, that's why I think it's good to have pitchers hit. I mean, it makes you realize how, how hard it is to hit because it's not, easy. it's the hardest thing you can ever do in baseball and not in baseball in the world is in to sports. hit baseball. Yeah. yeah I mean, real. you're looking at golf. I play golf. I'm a huge golf guy, but my gosh, golf is hard because, you're trying to do this and this and that, but the ball's not even moving. Right. You know? It's real. not even moving. Well, then it's like in hockey, you have to do all that stuff 
and you're on skates. You're on ice. Yes, skates. but you're moving. That's a. But then you're moving. Then you're trying to control the puck. That's the. That's that's pretty right. impressive. But if someone would throw a putt, a puck at you, and then you're skating, you got to hit it. That's a, that'd be hard. Yeah. Now we're talking about athletes. Maybe Shohei can do it. Yeah. Shohei can do it. Shohei's just a closet hockey player. He's a top six forward kind of guy. Yeah, we need to bring Nike back. Say anything you can do, Shohei can do way better than you. Yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. So instead of instead of the bow nose, it's Shohei does. He does everything. Yeah, Shohei does it. Anything right, you do, Joey does better. Yeah. I got I got two more for you. If you had to go back and do it all over again, if you had to change your song coming in from the bullpen, what would it be if you had to? Ah, that's a that's a good question. I wouldn't if I had to, like no, okay, I can't say no, I would not return. Uh right. it would probably to. be hmm Nirvana. I can't remember the name of it. Nirvana. It would probably be Nirvana. Okay. Uh, mm. What's the name of it? The, 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 the one song Nirvana sings. I smells like Team Spirit, probably. Smells like Team Spirit. Yeah, that'll be it. Okay. That'll okay. be it. All right. And lastly, the quest, the question that everyone, everyone's dying to know. What are your favorite toppings on poutine? Poutine? Oh, my God. Yes. That's straight up normal. Nothing, anything. Just, just gravy just and cheese curds? curd cheese and gravy. And it has to be very different gravy. It's not just any. It's just very different. And then curd cheese. It cannot be Wisconsin cheese. It's different. I don't know why. It doesn't. It does have this squishy, squishy on it. So, and poutine is the best thing ever by far. So you don't you don't go for the bacon or anything like no, that. No, you just no, keep no, it no, OG. No French Canadian. No French Canadian. Do that. I mean, you'll do it if you've had like four during that week. If you've worn out too right. much that week, and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna mix it up a little bit, put the bacon or sausages. But no, a real French Canadian, I believe, in my opinion, would probably just have regular poutine, old school. Okay, I have some French Canadian friends, so I'm gonna have to tell them that they oh, suck. And they, they better know what answer. No. But where they from? <laughs> they gotta know where they're from, though. If they're so, from Quebec, they are exactly answer what I'm saying. We'll see, because I I had it on good authority that bacon is acceptable. So now I'm gonna oh, have of to. Of course, grow it's accept- anything on a poutine is acceptable. You can put. Any mayonnaise, ketchup, you can put relish, you can put, you can put cheese, you can put whatever you want, other that like you can put whatever you want on the poutine. But if you want a real poutine and understand what it feels like, wake up the next day with a poutine belly. Just a, a original. Original poutine. That's it. Awesome. Damn Eric. Well, we we could do this all day, man. We really appreciate your time. This was this was awesome. It's awesome to see, you know, like someone because I mean a lot of times when someone does something professionally, they like to like really geek out about other things like you know we geeked out about hitting and stuff but to see that you're still like uh just closer like geeking out and that like you have your your background back there is is really cool to see and that you know how you know excited you are talking about the game um we really appreciate you coming on uh my wife was really my wife's my wife and her family huge dodger fans so they're really excited that we were having you on they wanted me to tell you thank you for all the good times so uh you know i we like i said we appreciate it we hope to you know we could sneak you back on at some point later down the road and yeah man this is awesome that was fun guys i appreciate it that was great have a good one yeah thanks man thank you right. thank you to our very special guest eric gagne for being on the podcast yeah. we hope you all enjoy it man This episode was brought to you by Renovation Candle Company, where summer candles are available now. Go ahead to their website and check them out. Available to you. 
yeah, make sure to get some candles. And while you're on the internet, in the interwebs, make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit those bells. Help us grow. Uh, make sure to write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Benches Cleared P, Instagram, Benches Cleared Podcast. And we're doing dances on TikTok at Benches Cleared. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll see you. I guess it wouldn't be ne- later this week in episode 68.